And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Miami of Ohio. Last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to beat Miami of Ohio 86-56 to in a game that was a bit of a slow start, a game that, uh, yes, we can expect, and uh, one that I think Hoosier fans are a little programmed to see, um, makes us nervous uh, nonetheless, because in past years when we've had big games and big wins and we have a lesser opponent or a game that we should win immediately after that, um, we've had some letdowns um, in play and those games have been closer than they should be. And maybe you got a little nervous. I did maybe a little bit at the beginning as well. But in the end, as they like to say, water finds its level and the Indiana Hoosiers took over and took care of business and put things away and the game ended up the way we expected to a lot of the bench guys got some more minutes and uh, a lot a lot better play overall in in the game as we settled in um with me as always here is uh martha the mop lady uh to kind of break it down and we'll go few through a few things in this game martha your opening thoughts on this game yeah, it wasn't, you know, obviously you look at the final score and, you know, Indiana covered the the, the spread and, and, you know, there obviously you mentioned the concern or, you know, I think the unwarranted concern, I'll call it, of, of the slow start and talked about it a little bit when we got together on Saturday morning, just, um, you know, this has all the makings of, of a slow start and didn't necessarily use the word letdown, but, you know, you go to Xavier on Friday, get a big win in a big environment, and you turn around two days later and play a one and three Miami, Ohio team. It's, it's tough to get up for a game like that. I really, I really liked, I really liked how, how coach talked after the game about using it kind of as a, a template for what the NCAA tournament looks like. You know, you, you, you play a team and then you turn around and play two days later. And, and, you know, one thing he talked about and mentioned was you don't have the luxury of potentially having a slow start in the NCAA tournament. So there's certainly lessons to be learned and, you know, you have to appreciate that, but you also have to appreciate the fact that Indiana took care of business and ultimately ended up dominating the game and winning by 30. So all in all uh, mission accomplished. Yep, and it's our uh, overall depth that, again, continues to be the good story that makes us feel a little bit better in these types of situations um, right now and moving forward. And and the benefit of that right now is that those guys get extra run and those guys get the time in and everything. And again, this was something that in past years we have maybe complained about or we have uh, – not been so happy with because there's guys, young guys on the end of the bench that we wanted to have minutes that needed some runtime to get better because practice is one thing, but getting the actual run in the flow of a game with different lineups and different players um, is, is going to advance you a lot more um, than anything else will. So it was good to see us be able to do that in this game. And um, the one guy, obviously, that, that continues to impress and, and do what he needs to do and everything is Trace Jackson Davis. He can he obviously was our highest plus minus in the game um, and finished with 17 points, had double-double, adds another one to his tally of lists. Who knows how many that is now. I don't know if they said on that, on that sheet, but played within his game, shot beautifully, six from eight from the field, uh, five for seven from free throws, um, defensive rebounds, 10. That, that was great to see overall because his, his defensive rebounds have been a little bit lower 
this year so far. So good to see him get on that glass a little bit more. And again, defensive rebounds have dropped since uh, Woody's been there for him just because Woody's opened up the blocking for him and allowed him to get over and try to get those blocks. So if you're blocking a shot, you're not going to be in position afterwards to get the rebound. So that's reason for some of those numbers in the past to be a little bit lower but um just a good within the wheelhouse game for him he went out towards the end of the game uh after 25 minutes of playing and was holding his back a little bit maybe just a little sore maybe tweaked it a bit i'm not i'm not necessarily concerned about that we've got two uh lighter games coming up that he can play a little bit just to stay warm and 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 keep his skills going but he can i i hope to see him um, out of those games and under 20 minutes, I hope to see in these next two games coming up. But uh, what did you see out of Trace last night? Yeah, I, I thought that it was it was nice. We only had to play him 24 minutes, um, but you look at his line in those 24 minutes, six of eight, and 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 you know, uh, 16 rebounds. Uh, I, I checked out his, you know, I was checking out his his season stats. Uh, how many how many shots do you think he's missed all season? Was muted. Uh, I don't think many, because uh, I could think in my head that he's he's been shooting at a high clip. Um, he's missed eleven shots all year. I was going to say close yeah. to ten. So yeah, yeah. He's shooting about seventy six percent from the field. Um, wow. So yeah, that's. I mean. <laughs> He's he's just been a man amongst boys so far this season, and um, you know it continues. The more we see it, the more we get used to it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I almost feel like it's you know we take it for granted a little bit. And and but when you when you when you dive deep into some of the numbers and you see what he's doing, and, and you know we talked we talked after the Xavier game about the 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 legends that he's going to pass here in short order. You just have to continue to appreciate what the guy's getting done and what he means to this program. And, and you know, clearly, clearly he's leading this team and this play, this team continues to play with an edge. And, and, you know, for him to produce what he did in 24 minutes, just another trace game and, and you know, things you love to see. And glad glad he can get a little rest, right? You know, heal up that thumb a little bit more and, and you know, two games in two days um two day two games in three days whatever it is um you know it's 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 good that we didn't have to lean on him too heavily and and again just trace being trace yep and uh and talking about a play that he had in the game will transition to the next player that i want to talk about but he had another great alley-oop um dunk kind of a reverse dunk this time and it was a very interesting moment because uh jordan geronimo also went up with him thinking that maybe that was for him as well and kind of put back his hands like oh nope that wasn't for me and was real shocked look on his face that was kind of a, a fun moment to see in there but uh if you go back and see some of those replays even jordan bonked his head on the bottom foam of the of, of the rim as well and there there's a good um photo that someone posted on twitter of that moment and uh, you see Jordan right behind him, and he's up there as high as Trace is. So it's just amazing, a little bit of height difference, but the athleticism, just pointing towards that, the athleticism that this team has and everything. And uh, Jordan finishes with six minutes, one for three, uh, took two threes to try to get those. Again, he's one just like Race, how we talked about last show, um, that I want to take a few threes just to test that water and everything. Um, four for six from free throws, um, in 19 minutes of play. And the interesting thing we got to see in this game as well that I noticed 
This was the first time we actually saw him, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe in the exhibition games he did as well, but that he went in at the three. And we have to see him in, in the three. And that was when we had Trace uh, Malik down below and he was out on, on the three. I don't think we'll see that very often uh, again because I think his his while his length allows him to make up for some of his lack of speed on defense if he's playing against a faster wing. Um, he does have a tendency to foul in those instances as well, but uh, was interesting to see him play that for a moment. Didn't didn't a lot a lot didn't come from it. I was waiting to see a moment to kind of point out at him in the three, but uh, but he did get that run. Uh, what did you think of Jordan? Yeah, I I, I think the one benefit and and we've talked some about it of of, of these games um, against against the competition that 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 we should handle like we have. Is we get we get to get a little bit creative, and not only do we get to get creative, but it allows us to to, to maybe get a look at what our our roster could look like next season. And I think the thing that it was encouraging from Geronimo was was how active he was. Right, it's it's great he got to play half the game, twenty minutes, but he also shot six free throws. So that tells me he was you know extremely active and doing what we need Jordan to do. I'm glad he got a little action at the three. Um, but he was just involved, and that's what you love to see. Um, you mentioned that photo of, of um, you know, his head up by the backboard. I've got a similar one of myself from high school that I have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish, man. man we I all would, do. Don't we yeah, all wish? Like, gosh, what up? You know, I wish I could just be the afterthought on an alley-oop and, and think that I can go up and get it when it happens to be somewhat in my range, man. That's just naturally what your body can do. I mean, that's – Yeah, just, just a freak athlete. And um, – you know, you're starting to see, you're starting to see it come together a little bit, right? You know, came in a little bit raw, but you're starting to see some of that development, a little more free range on the court. And, you know, again, that's what's good about these opponents is it's getting him some time. He's going to be, we're going to need him as we go through the season in terms of depth as we get into the Big Ten portion of the season. But it's it, it's good to see him get those minutes, you know, have have what I, I think is a pretty solid line on the, on the, um, on, on the box score. So, um all encouraged from what we saw from Jordan. Yep. Jalen hood Shafino um, struggled a little get a little bit again. Um, was our second leading scorer, though, of the game with 12 points. Uh, 5 for 12 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. Um, hitting a little bit more threes. I like to see his three shots were coming along. I just feel like there's some times with him that he's shooting it too soon. He's, he's looking for his shot. He's looking for that shot a little too soon in the run of the offense. Now, I don't I don't mind that occasionally because you, you want to keep the defense on their toes, the opponents on their toes, because if, if you're going to play the same way and with the same tempo on each possession, you, the defense knows what they're looking for. And, and an occasional quick shot – uh, if it's if it's got a decent look and he's and he's like he has his mid range that he can usually make he hasn't been making as well but I, I don't mind that within the rhythm of the game occasionally but I still think he's trying to force things now the one benefit of that is he has kind of a short term memory in the in those instances you never see those slumps bother him there there are other players that IU has had in the past that missing those shots and and not fighting their rhythm you, you would see them try to make up for that on the other side and maybe they get a few more fouls or, or, or in a fouling situation on defense 
but he stays locked in on defense. And again, that's that's what's keeping him on the court with those misses and just his overall skill and what he can bring. But um, he stays even keeled and even head. And, and, and he is that an emotionless kind of guy. And something that I have noticed as well with his game, um, and I'm only drawing this comparison as far as uh, what he can do and the, and, the, and the ease that he makes these, these plays look, but he's got a similar uh, kind of Romeo Langford situation where he is smooth with the ball and his size and what he can do with it. And we've seen in these last two games where I, I don't think he gets as many whistles as other players might get because he is so smooth and so strong and physical with his game that he can fight through it. Whereas other players may be affected by that contact a little bit more. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to say that a freshman is ready for that kind of situation. Um, but I think that's something that maybe he will adjust as the season goes. And we'll, we'll see a little bit of those shots go in through those contact plays. And maybe a few calls might, might come his way as we, we get going. But uh, what what what's your kind of thoughts at, of Hood Shafina right now? Well, to steal a line from Miller Cop, sometimes freshmen are like chicken. You just have to let them marinate a little bit, right? <laughs> that was great. Love that. <laughs> and, and and we learned again. If anyone noticed, um, uh, that line was uh, edged on from Race Thompson. Gave him the word chicken to try to say in the in the post game conference, which pretty funny hilarious hilarious if you if you haven't seen that it's 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 around on twitter it's 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 great stuff i i love the humor on this team and it just it just to me it just speaks how together they are but there's some truth to what he said right freshmen are going to go through you know highs and lows and i'm not saying this is a low um but to your point it seems you know Jalen's now shooting just just a tick over 30 percent from the field about 30 percent from three on the season so he does seem to be forcing some things a little bit. Um, it, to me, it seems like he, 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 I don't want to say he falls in love, but, you know, he takes a lot of mid-range jumpers. And, um, you know, with his size and body, you'd love to see him take it to the hole a little bit more. Um, but again, he's still finding it. We're talking about, what, four games in to his freshman campaign. And it's not like it sticks out like a sore thumb. It's not to a point where it's like, man, he's, 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 He's forcing it to an extent where it's causing us problems, right? It's it's um, you know, it's over the course of the game, and it's just him not him not finding it. But it's it's a guy that you feel confident that at any second he can work his work himself through that and and regain you know regain that shot that we've seen a little bit. So not a huge concern, um, you know. I think using some of these opponents over the course of the next week over Thanksgiving, you know, obviously next week, you know, we've got a couple games before. Uh, North Carolina, which is going to be a big one, obviously, but using the two games this week to kind of find it, to kind of settle in, you've got two lesser, lesser opponents where, you know, hopefully he can regain some of that confidence from the field and take that into North Carolina. But again, I, I'm not, you know, we're, we're, we sit here four and oh, so it's not, it's, it's not to the point where I think that it's causing a huge concern. I think it's just a freshman working through some things and still finding it. So that's kind of where I'm at with, with Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, without looking at the stat sheet, don't look at the stat sheet, ask you asking you a question. So um, plus minus wise, obviously not not the most perfect stat, but always a fun one to look at. Trace Jackson Davis, obviously, with our highest one, he almost always will have the highest. Um, Then our next one uh, is Tamar Bates. And then I'm going to ask if you can guess what the third one is, if you haven't looked at it yet. You might be muted. 
I am. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you said you it, think it was Trace, and then and then uh, and then Tamar, and then Tamar. Um, oh, I you know, are you going to tell me it can't can't it can't be Hudjafino because we just talked about him, but I feel like it's a trick question. Um, it, it slightly is so. Um, I'll give you a slight hint that's probably going to tip the hat. This person benefited from Trey Galloway being out. Tamar? No, Tamar was second. So who was third? Oh, okay. Uh, Malik? I, you just tell me. I don't know. CJ Gunn. Oh, wow. So CJ Gunn, um, uh, Trace Jackson Davis was 26 in the plus minus, then Tamar Bates 23, and CJ Gunn at 22 okay. uh, in just 18 minutes. So obviously a lot of that kind of came into play when uh, the competition was less and everything like that. And that was kind of the one benefit. It, it was a bummer to hear that Trey was not going to play. But, um, and again, it, it, Coach said in the, in the post game that it, she just kind of tweaked his knee uh, it's just precautionary. Again, these types of games, obviously you're playing against a 200 plus Ken Palm team. Uh, don't, don't risk anything. Don't risk anything. Anyone's got a stub toe. Don't play them kind of thing in these, these, these games coming up. But um, so CJ Gunn got a little extra play and everything. And I, I, I saw a lot better play from him in this game. Obviously the, the, the situation we've seen so far with him, he's obviously very explosive on the offensive side. And, um, a little bit, I wouldn't say necessarily as much of a wild card on the offensive side as a, um, uh, who was I thinking, Troy Williams. Um, but he's got that similar athleticism and that that similar fight. But the struggle has been so far for him getting minutes or, or the thing kind of keeping him away has been his defense. And again, all the caveats, like we always say, against lesser opponents and everything. But his defense, and especially his on-ball defense, was a lot better. And one of the first kind of plays um, in the game was his man trying to get around him. And I think it was a uh, race that kind of stepped in and helped. And they, they got he got one of his steals and he ended with uh, one block and two steals in the game. So, again, shows that he had some pretty good uh, offensive um, or de excuse me, defensive production within the game finished with just five points, two for seven. So he was not shy in shooting, uh, one for four from three, which you want to see him shooting those threes. But a, a pretty good game from him. What did what did you think of, of CJ? I'm impressed by his confidence, and I, I, um, you know, I wasn't sure what to expect. I, you know, I, I, you know, knowing, knowing, you know, some of his game from being an in-state player and and. You know, obviously he had a great high school career, but, you know, to me, I'm, I, you know, I looked at him, he looked a little thin, a little small. I'm like, it's going to take him a minute to be ready to play at this level. And wouldn't be surprised to see him red shirt. And, you know, I've been pleasantly surprised. He's a guy that you, you've got to be impressed with the confidence, right? He's a guy that can stroke it. And when he comes in, he's going to get his shots up. I mean, you know, seven shots in 19 minutes, four of them being three-point attempts. Um you know, that it, it impressed me. And, and you know, I think Jeff Rabjohns had a tweet that, you know, talked about his shooting a little bit. And, you know, if he's able to, to provide something there, right, when we may not be having a great game from three, but we can put him in and get him some looks, there might be something there that I don't think many people expected to be there for this this team this season, right? So, um, 
again, it's 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 games like this that provide us that visibility on him and that opportunity for him. So it's encouraging for him to get those minutes. And um, it, it, dude looks ready to contribute, and it's it's exciting because it's just another option for this team when things potentially go cold. So you've got to be impressed with with his, his confidence and what he's providing in, in in the time that he does get on the court. Well, and and it's it's going to be again telling that uh, against higher competition because there's going to be other guys that he's going to play against that can maybe beat him off the bounce. Whereas again, this was Miami Ohio, um, but I also liked his decision-making as well, because there was a great moment towards the end when, right when Caleb Banks got in as well, that he, he being CJ, uh, received the pass and had a decent look at, at three. I mean, his man was starting to close out on him, but Caleb Banks was wide open. And instead of taking that, pass it to Caleb and Caleb takes it and makes the one three shot that he took and made uh, in the game. Uh, so great to see that, that selflessness and everything. And, and while us as fans are quick to see these types of games from players like CJ and go, we need to see him in more minutes and all that stuff. We got to remember the pecking order and, and, and who he's got to get around and, and, and that situation. And, and yeah, we may think that we know better, uh, often and that we want to see him more, but it, 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 it may not be. It, and and it may be just in like little sprinklings here and there, and 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 hopefully those sprinklings happen. They may not because again, this is a similar story and mantra I think we had in our heads with Anthony Leal last year. There were lots of times where Anthony got in during garbage time during games, and um, showed a little bit of uh, of of good stuff, and we knew that he could make the three, and we were struggling to make the three, so we were arguing, let's get him in there. Um, but again, it it it's not necessarily uh the sample size that we want to see and and judge a player by because there's there's other things at play that we're unaware of um another one again that continues to shine and do great things malik uh renew uh continues to do some great things for iu 21 minutes from him uh scored 10 points five for seven uh oh for one it was an interesting kind of moment in the game as well um coaching wise where he kind of went for that steal and uh took himself out defensively and then Miami of Ohio was able to work it around find the open guy then since we were playing a man down and make the three and coach obviously got on him there and um good little coaching moment freshman mistake there and everything obviously nothing nothing big to think of but he just continues to impress with with all the situations he does and and was it's his vision and his assists that also continue to impress us. Uh, three assists in the game, uh, tied for second as far as assist wise um, in the in the game overall. What did you see from Malik? I, you know, I just when you talk about consistency and, and what we've seen from Indiana across their first four games, I mean, you, 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 you mentioned the obvious and trace Jackson Davis, but when you look at the body of work and the consistency across all four games, Malik has to be the next name out of your mouth. I mean, he's, he's averaging 11 and a half points a game scored in double figures, all four of Indiana's games. And, and, and he's coming off the bench and he's just for a freshman, uh, you know, it, it, it's just it continues to be extremely impressive to me. Um, you know, it's not it's not like he's playing the guard position. He's he's battling against 
against oftentimes guys that have been 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 around for a while. I mean, you look at look at who he went up against against Xavier, and and it just continues to produce in the minutes he gets and um, plays with passion, plays hard. That's the one thing you like about this squad. We talk about how together they seem, and you know now you're talking about you know two games and three technicals. And while there there there, there could be some, and I don't want to jump ahead. We we might might have been getting ready to talk about that, but you know while there might be some concern there, uh, you you also have to kind of appreciate with the passion that this team's playing with. It seems like they're playing with a purpose, and Malik is a is a massive part of that. Uh, just comes in and and wants to contribute. Is very active and involved and you know, just continues to dominate. And, um, you know, I think it speaks well to, to what this team could, you know, we've, we've talked, we've talked some about this as well, but, you know, having concern with everybody we lose, you know, entering the season about what this team could look like next year. I think Malik is settling some of that concern provided we get him back next year of, of, you know, what he can do in terms of being a starter next year. So just continue to be impressed by Malik as well. Yeah, the the technical situation. I, I'm, I mean, I'm not as concerned about. I they were kind of um, harking on it during the sports cast, and I hate that I'm gonna kind of compliment Bardo on this because you all know my disdain for that gentleman um, who continued to kind of uh, uh, tout our freshmen and compliment our freshmen after he left them out of their Big Ten top freshman uh, uh, five that he had earlier. Obviously, that was just a media grab for clicks, uh, I will say, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not as concerned with, with the tech. I think he was right. And the, and the, the commentators, how that kind of situation needs to be more from the refs of a situation of, all right, Hey guys, warning, warning, let, let's keep it clean. Next time I'm going to call you on that. Um, obviously it's been something that, that has been a strong emphasis this year that they're trying to crack down on, which I, I can't stand as far as the the little more chippy type of situations and the competitiveness. Again, I think that just makes for more interesting basketball. If it's a little bit more heated and there's some talk and stuff like that on the game, obviously you don't want to get it to the situation where you feel like they're going to get to blows or anything like that. And I don't think it, it ever really gets that far. Um, it's just chirping. It's just talking and, and, and those situations and, um, whatever. I mean, when you're going to have two techs and they're going to offset and, and you're going to move on, why add those, those possible fouls and possible, uh, game changing situations where you're going to maybe foul out a guy, um, just for a little situation like that. Uh, that's my thoughts on that. Your thoughts. Uh, I, I couldn't have said it better. I, you know, to me, it's, 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 you know, as long as there's some awareness around it, I don't want, you know, I don't want, I don't want the, you know, the passion, um, you know, in the, I, I look, I, I think that, I think probably two of the three were, were, were really, really ticky tacky. And even last night, I mean, race was a little demonstrative with his arms. And, and I think that's probably what led to it. Uh, it seemed a little bit unnecessary on his part. And did he need to go walking through their huddle? Really? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where to me in that game, whatever, you know, but if that's something that's called in a game, you know, in, in the North Carolina game or a game that's, you know, where those free throws could be the difference, then I start to have a problem with it. And, and, you know, I, I, I don't want it to take away from, from, from the, the passion and the, you know, the purpose that Indiana's playing with. And I, I don't think that it will. So I, you know, if, if I would just be mindful of, of being aware about it, right. Not knowing, knowing when not to cross that line and knowing that line can sometimes be thin. So 
Um, you know, that, that's where I'm at with it. I, I, I love it in terms because because to me it shows that they're playing with some some purpose and some pride. But I don't think it's gotten to the point where it's anywhere close to a problem. Well, and it's it's going to be something that Indiana is going to have to just watch and adjust on a game time situation. Because I mean, I was watching a little bit last night of the Illinois uh, Virginia game, and there was a lot more chatter. And looking at, I, I saw one play where a player made a dunk and then was immediately yelling in, in his, in, in the player that he just dunked on's face. And there's no tech there. Whereas in the Xavier game, that was a quick tech uh, that Malik got in, in that situation. So it's obviously going to be adjustment they're going to have to play or, or deal with in, in, in a game to game situation. And we'll see. And I, I hope that they aren't calling it this type because there is going to be those situations most definitely in this North Carolina game, because that's going to be a very heated game. Uh, Assembly Hall is going to be firing on all cylinders, going crazy. And if they're going to call it that tight, um, there's going to be three, four technicals uh, in that game. Easy. I'm not calling it to Indiana. I'm not calling it to uh, North Carolina, but if it is going to be as, as tight as this, then uh, that's what I would forecast um, coming in that game. And, and that doesn't need to be. Um, but moving on, uh, another interesting thing that I kind of looked uh, looking at the stats of this game is that I think Xavier Johnson had a decent game, but I think he kind of had a smart game. And it was interesting when I looked at the, his stat comparison from the first half to the second half. He had uh, 11 minutes in the first half and uh, 14 minutes in the second half. But in the second half, with all those minutes, he didn't shoot a single shot. He had three three free throws uh, that he took from from fouls and and other situations, uh, but just kind of stayed in there and impacted the game as far as assists and commanding things and uh, just doing what he needed to, kind of taking, uh, and I hate hate to say it because it, it sounds bad to say it this way, but took the game off from a situation of it feeling like it needed to be on his shoulders, but stayed in there and impacted the game. Uh, what did you see from X? Oh, you got yourself muted again. Yep. See, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I actually, I wasn't, I knew I was muted. I just couldn't find my mouse. I've got like, <laughs> where the heck is the pointer? So I'll get better. Um, yeah, I think, you know, that's a, it, it, listen, I think that's a game that, you know, we didn't need primetime X. So, but all this, all the while he kind of played within himself and did what he needed to do. I think that when you look at his line, two for five from the field, you know, three for, three for five from the free throw line to finish uh, with seven points, five defensive rebounds and and one turnover with four assists. I think you leave happy with that. You win by 30 points and, you know, he did what he needed to do. And he was, you know, he was, he was the X we need. I mean, there's going to be games where we need him to step up. It's those, it's those games where he forces things where I think that we get, you know, we have concern with X and that certainly wasn't the case last night. So you look at, you look at what he did for us against Xavier, and then you look at what he did for us last night. And I think that, you know, you can start to look at maybe those early early season games were the outlier where we had maybe just a, a, a touch of concern. And now he's kind of finding his groove, and we're gonna we're gonna get the X we know and love. Yep, and uh, Miller Cop had a little bit better of a game. Uh, found his rhythm, made a few shots. Um, the inter- the interesting thing to see in that game as uh, last night as well with Miller Cop is that he was able to kind of do the little drive. And he had a few little drives here and there. Um, not the biggest strong suit in his in his armory, 
Um, but something that if he starts making it at better clips, something that comes for shooters like that, that, that players have to honor, um, that, that three point shot. So he's, he's going to have chances to dribble around and, and go in for the two. I always still lean towards wanting him to at least look for that shot at first, not receive the ball thinking I'm going to shot fake and, and go in and, and, and get a two, but, um, decent enough game. What did you? What did you think of Miller? Yeah, I think you put him in kind of the same category as as X. It was nice to see him knock down a couple three pointers, um, you know, and and go four for seven from the field. It's it's you know it, it's starting to get the feel like we've got you know six or seven starters, you know, and 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 it's almost like at this point Miller and Ray start by default, right? And you know, you you look at you look at the end of the game and they're getting you know, out of the starters, they're getting the the two least amount of minutes and generally on average. And it, it held true yesterday. Miller had 18 minutes, race had 16 minutes. And then you've got guys like Malik, Tamar, and Jordan who are playing 20 plus minutes. So um, all the while they're giving us that steady senior leadership that we need. Uh, you know, obviously Miller went through a, a stretch against Xavier where he was cold, you know, but that follow-up games where he was knocking, you know, he started up almost 10 for 10 from three. So you know, he's had a really solid start to the season. Race just continues to be a block. And, and you know, you, you love to see what you're getting from Miller because if he can knock down, you know, two or four threes a game, I think Indiana is going to be in really, really good shape. Yep, yep. And the uh, one heartbreaking moment of, of the game, uh, I do want to point out, and I hope – uh, I hope it's nothing big for him because he's he's got these next two games coming up where he could see some minutes. Anthony Leo gets in there finally at the end of the game and rolls his ankle. I hope he's hope he's okay. Hope he comes through it and everything like that. But uh, nothing but the best for that kid uh, moving forward and everything. Um, not much else to kind of go through in this in this game. Uh, any other moments or players or anything you want to bring up? Yeah, I think you know we we talked about we talked about CJ Gunn. I was also in the limited minutes really impressed with Caleb Banks, um, and and I think it bears mentioning because you know you look at him and CJ Gunn, and and CJ played 19, 19 minutes, finished with five points. Caleb Banks played six minutes and finished with six points, and and mm-hmm. knocked down his two field goals, knocked down his only three point attempt. I think those two guys, Caleb and CJ, if this was IU last year, IU two years ago, they're the guys that are in regular rotation. And um, we've got the luxury of having the lineup we do, but, you know, I just look at the, I look at both of them as ready to contribute. I mean, even Caleb in his limited time, and he just looked ready when he caught, the the three-pointer stuck out to me in general. I think it maybe was CJ that found him, but, you know, he was ready for it. It looked pure, you know, zero issue in terms of confidence and just knocked it down and, and um, just, just, just looked like he belonged out there. And, and, you know, so I continue to be impressed by him. And, and again, you mentioned Anthony Leal, tough, tough deal for him, right? Uh, played one minute and came in and looked like that ankle uh, that, that looked like it hurt. So just, you know, best, best wishes to him. And hopefully that heals up first or fast, excuse me. Um, but uh, yeah, tough, tough, tough to see that, but really liked what I saw from Caleb out there in limited action as well. Yep, and uh, I use next two games, as we said, they have uh, relative easy ones at home coming up uh, Wednesday, November 23rd against Little Rock, and then Friday, November 25th against Jackson State. 
Um, as always, like we like to say in these these uh, types of games and everything, it's the holiday season. You may not be able to get out there to these games and everything. But if you can't, again, we'll plug it as always. Uh, please look into donating those tickets to the Hoosier Ticket Project. Martha, tell them how to do that. HoosierTicketProject.org. Um, there is a uh, ticket donation button on there. Um, we make it easy. We'll give you the directions on how to electronically transfer your tickets. They're physical tickets. Uh, we can make arrangements to. We've got we've got volunteers located conveniently Indianapolis, Bloomington. So uh, we will make it easy for you. Any donations appreciated. Again, as we mentioned, after the Xavier game, the holidays are a perfect opportunity as, as many families are available to attend games. And, you know, we know that, you, you know, there, there's often times where, you know, if you're a season ticket holder, especially through the holidays, you may have prior obligations and not not be able to make the game, especially against some of the opponents that Indiana has scheduled. It's a it's a it's a great opportunity to give back, to pay it forward and, and provide opportunities that, you know, we talk a lot about the first time experience in assembly hall and how we all remember it. Right. So, you know, just something we ask everyone to consider. And again, we, we, we appreciate each and every one of our donors. We couldn't do what we do without them, but again, check us out at who's your ticket project.org. If you're interested in, in making a donation. Great, great. Now uh, let's go ahead and round this one up. Give me your final thoughts on this game. Yeah. Again, just using it, um, you know, business, business, you know, business trip, right? Took care of business, did what we needed to do, got past the slow start that that I was not surprised to see, but again, finished with a consistent effort across the board. No real concerns. Want to continue to send our best with wishes to Anthony Leal. We need the mayor back as soon as possible. Um, but again, we've got two more opportunities to kind of get right, stay fresh before North Carolina and just use them to you know, you don't want to see any 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 steps taken back, but just use them. Get get some of the some of the some of the bench, some more minutes. See what we can do to get creative with our lineup, and and yeah, just I think it's going to be an exciting week, and really really starting to look. Don't look too far ahead, but really starting to look forward to North Carolina. Yep, that's a, a fun one coming up. That's the big one. I think even I would argue, and again, I'm biased, but I would argue that that's one of the best games of this this season is that North Carolina game but coming up on the uh biggest bar night of the of the year the Thanksgiving Eve is the next time Indiana will play at 6:30 it's on BTN so uh if you're out at the bars have them tune it in and 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 watch along hopefully IU again like we said takes care of those minutes the way they should uh guys stay healthy and don't play too crazy in those minutes but uh let's try different combinations have guys just hit better and and let's take it serious let's still have some fun and uh let's do what we do out there hoosiers so that's going to do it on this edition of hoosier morning after thanks for joining us guys you can always follow us on twitter my name on twitter is at general chadwick martha the mop lady it's an easy one at martha the mop lady special thanks for tuning in for us watching live on the youtube uh stream if you're here with us um, if not, go on over to YouTube, subscribe to that channel, like the videos. We appreciate that Appreciate that very much. Uh, we'll be back again on uh, Thursday morning with a special Thanksgiving edition of Hoosier Morning After. Thanks, as always, to Bob Thompson for producing the music you hear on the show. We'll see you next time for the next Hoosier Morning After. Until then, go out there, guys. Have a wonderful day. And as always, go Hoosiers. Hoosiers.